Welcome back. For those who have just joined us, we have Stephen E. Hughes here, who's the author of Tehran's Wars on Terror and its Nuclear Delivery Capability. So in, in the Gulf War, uh, is there any evidence, Stephen, that the um, Iraqis used chemical weapons, but the wind shifted, and so they had to stop? Uh, probably one of the best source, and I have a copy of his report that was provided to U.S. Congress, which was done by uh, Dr. Jonathan B. Tucker of the Montreal Institute of International Studies. He brought out that there appeared to be, he couldn't prove conclusively, that there was limited chemical warfare uh, usage by the Republican Guard. And I go out to point out in my book, one of the reasons, and I I have a map which shows the battlefield uh, deployment of the Iraqi forces. The reason why they couldn't really, in my opinion and some others' opinion, employ their chemical weapons to the in-depth they wanted to is that General Schwarzkopf had done his Hail Mary play. He pinned down the Iraqis in front and then attacked them from the rear. So for them to launch an extensive chemical warfare attack, they would have had to retreat through the area that they were attacking because they were being attacked from the rear. In addition, we got to realize that the ground war offensive only lasted 100 hours. And you have to have in-depth weather. You have to have in-depth knowing which way the wind, you know, the wind is blowing so right. you don't get this coming back at you. Yeah. And... But, but what's really interesting is from a 1992 declassified CIA record that I also have in my book, which was released uh, uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, it says that the Iraqi biological weapons mission planning in 1992, the information report states in the fall of 1990, Saddam Hussein ordered that plans be drawn up for an airborne delivery of an unspecified biological agent. The problem tar- target could be Israel or U.S. forces. The plan envisioned a conventional air raid employing three MiG-21s to be followed by another raid involving three MiGs and Su-22, which is a Soviet aircraft, that would disperse a biological agent. Now, this would probably have been followed up by the Al-Hussein missiles yeah. in addition, because... You know, we had we really had a difficult time shooting down the Scud missiles. The Patriot missile was defense missile system was actually developed to shoot down aircraft, not missile. And we only had in that war about a minute warning to get masked when we had Scud missiles coming in. And you have to realize they're going faster than the speed of sound. <coughs> so we didn't have much time. But the ground offensive only lasted 100 hours, so many of his on-the-shelf plans he just didn't have time to implement. Uh, the U.S. forces were appearing everywhere around him. Yes. And the coalition forces. But uh, Professor Tucker, and again, a copy of his whole report where he meticulously charted were possible and really strong evidence where there were chemical use by the Iraqi forces is in there. His his whole report that he submitted to Congress, and that wasn't even considered in this last go-around of the big 
investigation of the pre-war findings of uh, our intelligence going to Iraq. Now, I took that report in my book, and I took out major blunders or, or things that they, they overlooked and did not even consider. Uh, now, just to get more current, the, recently there was a Pentagon evaluation of a hundred some 100,000 pages of captured Iraqi documents. Now, what's interesting is that there, there was no, they say there was no evidence that Saddam Hussein was working with bin Laden. But if you go into the report, it says, however, he was bringing al-Qaeda operatives into Iraq for training. Right. Yep. And we've got to realize that Saddam Hussein had some of the most specialized chemical and biological warfare educational systems in the Mideast, developed by the Soviet Union, Cold War technology, his, his soldiers were steeped in this training. And he was he was absolutely committed to uh, raising havoc. Oh, he was. He, you know, Saddam We've Hussein, got 10 seconds here before break. Uh, I'll let you get in get in a word. It keeps, <laughs> I, I keep cutting you off. That's there. okay. We'll come back and do more after break. <laughs> You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CR. Our guest today is Stephen E. Hughes, and he is the author of Tehran's Wars on Terror and its nuclear delivery capability. We're going to hear more from him when we come back. 